Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecalvin.com. On today's show, we're going to be looking over the Cavan's next couple of uh, league games and seeing if if we think that Cavan can pick up points to stay in the division. We'll also be looking ahead to Cavan ladies, um, well, looking back briefly on their defeat at the weekend and looking ahead to their next game, as well as the Cavan hoarders. I have a couple of school results for you as well, Paul. So um, we'll start off, though, the lads um, disappointed obviously against Mayo but let's look forward Roscommon Tyrone Monaghan Dublin last four games the teams that we're playing are the teams around us you know we're playing in order fifth fifth fourth uh, fifth fourth then it's Dublin is sixth and Tyrone are seventh yeah, so look, like, okay, on the, on the Die Hard podcast, uh, which we did outside Mikhail Park last Saturday night, I, w- I was like, right, okay, forget about, forget about the league, we're relegated. But as the days have gone on, and when I saw the subsequent results there on Sunday, I started to think, well, Roscommon and Tyrone drawing, I suppose, was a good result for us, straight off, because they both dropped points. Maybe you'd be better at one of them losing and really target them, but... It, it, it keeps it. It keeps it that there's no, there's t- nobody running away with it at the bottom of the table. I think that uh, before the league started, we'd have targeted those three games realistically. Now we can't really buy a win against our own, but or us coming, or us coming. But but we do know that there's nothing between Cavan and us coming, or there hasn't been. Like you know, we we've bet them up a stick in the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of games, so we just haven't closed out. I think it's a mental thing with Roscommon. Now the interesting thing about it is someone pointed out to me today, uh Cavan and Roscommon, the betting is out for that game and it's even money each side. And oh. I said I was like, Jesus, what do Roscommon have to do to be favourites against us? In all fairness. They've beaten us something like eight or nine times out of ten, but uh they were they were the games we would have targeted because you it would have been difficult to see us getting points maybe well, we would have also targeted Galway definitely the first day, but it would have, it's always going to be difficult to get points off the likes of Kerry or, or Dublin. We didn't get any against Kerry as Turner, even though we could have. Dublin, I can't see us beating Dublin the last day, to no. be realistically speaking. They're going to be probably improving as the thing goes on, but it's still in Cavan's hands, so maybe we're being hopelessly optimistic here. But if Cavan could get a result against Roscommon, as we talked about on the, on the Die Hard podcast, history has shown that Cavan get a good result they get a surge of confidence they've done it before as we said on the last podcast briefly they they were lost the first two games they were seven down a half time in 2016 against Mead big second half massive burst of confidence won four matches in a row got promoted um, last time they were in Division 1 great result away against Mayo following week six days later or seven days later drew a carry so mm. There's, there's, there's. Uh, Cavan can turn things around very quickly. Yeah, and I think that that's possible. But it's all, it's all going to rest on the Roscommon game. I'll tell you. So, and here's how they're going to beat Roscommon. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lay out. Are the, you calling it now? 
well, I'm, I'm going to put out the template, okay. or I'm going to put out the idea on, on this. So Roscommon traditionally have been able to beat us with football. You know, they they go out and they, and they they've got probably better forwards than we have, and they get enough ball around the middle of the field to break even that then their forwards make more hit than our forwards do. But what Anthony Cunningham has brought to Roscommon is a level of aggression and anarchiness that's making them very competitive in in a lot of games. So they're dictating the pitch of the game. They're basically going out and saying, well, it doesn't matter whether it's Mayo or it's Tyrone or it's Monaghan, we're going to bully you. So first things first, Cavan have to out-bully Roscommon. So take the aggression, be the aggressor, not not be the, the victim in the situation. So that's the first thing Cavan have to do in that. I think Front if, up. Hmm? Front up. Front up, exactly. Lead, lead with the first one, you know. Now, the important part about that is that Cavan, while they, they, they haven't really played like that, and I made the point last year with after the Donegal game in the championship that we may have looked after 99% of the of the preparation, but we're forgetting that it's an aggressive game. It's, it's a man's game and get stuck into it. It's important that we don't go over the line. The way Roscommon did against Tyrone at the end, Ulton Harney, Absolutely stupid, stupid thinking by him or no thinking by him. Let Morgan put his knees into a Roscommon player's head. It wasn't as if he was going to give him brain damage. You know, it it was it was plenty enough that he could walk away from a tap it over the bar and then go up to Morgan and go, and how dare you go? You know, absolutely stupid. So Cavan, if they're going to be aggressive, which they're going to have to be to beat Roscommon, they have to be controlled in the aggression. You know, that's the first point. Okay. the 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 second The second way that they're going to do it is. This system and the structure that they have will work against Roscommon. So just being patient with that and make it make it stick for longer. Make sure that your wide men stay wide, but when the ball is delivered into that scoring zone, that there's support runners for the man. So whether the support runners come from outside the 45 or from the two sidelines where players are set up, players must support the man and the ball into that scoring zone. And I think if they, if they do those two things, there'll be goal chances and we'll stop Roscommon from scoring at the other end as well. So they're 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 two big things. That's how we'll beat Roscommon. Well, that's that's good to know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very important that they don't go over the line because that was a problem they had. Cavan had in the past, and Cavan's discipline is still mm. still a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at we've had three black cards in the Galway game. One black. No, we didn't get any black against Kerry, did we? Don't think so. We'd won against again or a red card against yeah, Mayo. second yellow and, and and a red against Mayo. But so it's 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 vital. It's vital to get that pitch right. And you know what I want to see is the Cavan players huddle up before the game and everybody in the stadium go, Jesus, them boys are fired up and out they come and they really tear into it. You know, find out where the referee's going to draw the line with your first couple of tackles, your very first tackle, but make sure that that. That is the, the, the tempo setter. And that bear in mind what Roscommon have done to this Cavan team. Roscommon have denied us two league titles. They've, they've knocked us out in two championships on our home pitch two in years ago. In the last in a row. five years. Yeah, in the last five years. They've denied us an All Ireland under 21 final place with a lot of these players in 2012 yeah. as well. So we really, really owe Roscommon one. Yeah, massively. massively. Like they, they look down their noses at Cavan, but they're probably right because Cavan haven't fronted up. They've fronted up for a while. But when when pushes come to shove, Cavan have wilted and Roscommon have been the ones that have kicked on in these games. Because the, the amazing pattern that's there, and it's repeated time and time again, we talked about it before the league final last year and it happened again, 
So Cavan are always in a winning position in these games. Like, what were we two two goals to a point up or two points up last year in the qualifier game one year in Brefty? Martin Riley got a goal after thirty seconds. You know, we've been well in control of a lot of these games. We were we were something like one three to a point up in the league final in twenty fourteen in Croker. Mm. Lost all these games. So really, really that maybe the bookers are reading into that as well and saying, surely, like this is this is a bit of an anomaly. It's a bit yeah. freakish that two teams who have a similar of a similar profile that one has the upper hand so so much. So Yeah. Beat Roscommon. Beat Roscommon, you're you're heading up to Oma. Handy and one. and you're you're also able to look back on it at that point and say, Well look at Cavan's best performance probably in, in that division one league campaign was up in the first half against Tyrone. I know we we beat Mayo after, but I do think that first half performance against Tyrone was excellent up yeah, there. Yeah, it so really was. It so Cavan Cavan shouldn't really have a huge amount of fear in Tyrone either. And I don't think it's the same Tyrone outfit as as we've come across in the past. I still think they're lacking forwards. I I don't see Roscommon on one end of the field will beat you with with quality quality forwards, but. I don't see who's there on on the Tyrone team. Like Martin Riley has shown that Peter Hart is no problem to him. He's he he can he can snuff out Peter Hart any day. Yeah, cause he, he can match him for athleticism there. Like that's it. Uh, that's Hart's it. is a great athlete, and he he also has that great left foot. But yeah, Martin seems to have his number. Yeah, but you'd have to expect him that there's going to be a backlash in Cavan. They've got a week off now. They're probably working hard this week. There's no game this weekend. They probably have time to draw a breath, regroup, and like. You were talking to Mickey Graham after the game the last time. He was annoyed, and yeah. you could tell that in it. So, so you could you 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 can nearly tell that there's going to be a kick in them. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. In fact, we'll we'll put in that that Mickey Graham interview here because he he did speak to me after the game, and it was you can tell the frustration in his voice that he wants it to work so badly. Kieran Callahan Electrical, shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. Joined by Cavan manager Mickey Graham after, again, disappointing defeat here in McHale Park. I suppose the same story as Kerry. First half, a lot of positives in it. Second half just didn't probably go to plan. No, definitely not. Um, we'd have been happy coming up to half time. what we were doing. I thought we were doing a lot of good things. I felt still at the same time we were giving a lot of ball up cheaply as well and that we wouldn't have been happy with. And then obviously the goal then was always a deciding factor because we were chasing it after that. And when you're going away from home um, and you're chasing the game, you're leaving yourself vulnerable. So, you know, unfortunately that was the case. But look, we, we, we realised that we have lots of work to do, but at least, you know, we know where we need to work on and what, what we have to do to work on it. Yeah, you bring up the goal there from a lot of Cavan point of view. It looked like Raymond Galligan had possession and, and, and bundled into the net. Did, did you get to see a better view than I did? No, I didn't, but my first impressions were what, what you said there. I, I, I actually turned away because I thought it was a free out because I thought that's what the referee had blown for and then I turned around and seen him giving the goal. But my first impression was Raymond had the ball in his hands and then he was bundled into the net. But, you know, as I said, until I look at it on the TV, I can't really comment on it. But, you know, it was a big deciding factor in the game. Take that goal out of it, you were only two points in the game. Yeah, and even coming into the final stages, Cavan got it back to three points. Mayo pulled away again, hitting in another few on board. But 
it was that goal that always made the difference oh. in between. Yeah, look, it was the breathing space uh, that, that that they had the whole way through, and you know, in fairness to them, they were able to bring on really experienced players as well. You know, so um, while we're still giving young lads ta- uh, chances and bringing them into the games for experience, they're bringing in lads with lots of experience. But you know, we we would be annoyed with ourselves, and the lads are annoyed with themselves because they knew that they just gave too much ball away, and at this level, you're getting punished, and it's been happening for the last three games, and we've tried to address it but unfortunately it was the same story today so it's a thing that they're going to have to learn very quickly about because maybe the last number of years you'd have got away with that in Division 2 and Division 3 you know and maybe that papered over the cracks but you'll not get away with it in Division 1 as we've seen the last number of matches There's huge learning in it I suppose you look back to with three games under the belt now Discipline, whether whether rightly or wrongly, against Galway cost Stephen Murray getting the second yellow card looked a little bit harsh, but again it cost. And then immediately after getting a foul, bringing it forward, it, it's small little margins. It is small little margins. Yeah, look, it definitely is. As I said, at this at Division One, it's all about the small margins, you know. And we're like, you know, we're fighting for our lives, trying to pick up two points, and it's not for the lack of effort. The lads are gutted. I think we're doing a lot of things right, but we have a lot more to do right and a lot more to get better at but you know I think we're going in the right direction from that point of view but you know we just have to keep our heads up and just keep at it unfortunately we find ourselves now rooted at the bottom of the table and you know I suppose coming into it we'd have been favourites to be in that position as it was but we're trying to change that as we as, as every game we go out and we just have to keep at it. From a managerial point of view what's the learning in the first three games you've picked up? Oh, just again, just possession and how important it is when you have it. And we just get far too much ball away today. Our first touch at times let us down as well. You know, we just didn't make ball stick at times and the conditions. I don't know, but you know, at this level, you need that ball sticking. As you see, when I went into the opposite side, it did. And you know, but look at there's areas that I think that you can correct. It's just about the mindset. Finally, before I let you go, going into a week break now. Um, when we come back from the week break, are there any of the injuries that would have cleared up? Yeah, look, at, I think uh, Jared Smith will be will be good after another week. He's nearly he's nearly back. Um, Garrod is back on the field. Keevings back in the field next week. Yeah, Ushin Kiernan's back as well, training with us too. So yeah, we're starting to get the lads slowly but surely. And you know they're a big hole in our team as well. You know they bring lots of experience with them too. And so you know they'll only add to it and they'll push lads on when they come back because lads need to up their game, knowing that these lads are on the way back. So you know we need everybody at this moment in time. But in fairness to the lads. You know, the lads that have been there, they've been putting it in, and you know, a couple of decisions here or there, results could have been a lot different. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so looking ahead, the Tyrone Tyrone game away, for me, it's, it's there to be won, but then tactically... You know, it's going to. It is going to be different because it, it, it's not. It's not one that I'd be saying. I'd be very confident of getting the points off. Where I'm saying, and and here's the statement for Cavan people to to roll out. Monaghan in the last number of years have 
for my measure, for the quality of player that they've had, have overachieved. Mm. And that overachievement has been based on two things I, I particularly reckon. So, one, Conor McManus. Simply the best forward in the country on his day has pulled him out of so many deep fires or where they've got to those last few minutes of the game that we talk about calving, getting to, but then losing. Conor McManus wins those for Monaghan. Mm. Okay? The second part of Monaghan's game is, like Ross Commoner now, when you take aggression out of Monaghan's game, Monaghan don't have anything left. Like, you look at the Galway game at the weekend, and that's where the, the, the revelation came in my head, that there was no aggression to Monaghan's play, really. They were, they were kind of standoffish a little bit. They were allowing Galway a little bit of time on the ball, whereas usually Monaghan are right up on top of you, mad to make contact. So... You, if you again become the aggressor with Monaghan or get to the point with Monaghan that their, their aggression isn't their, their main asset, then all of a sudden they're just relying on McManus. And if you stop McManus the way Faulkner did in the Division 1 campaign two years ago, I think we'll be there. I think we're going to beat them. I think the key for Cavan to stay in this division now is in the last four games, you man up. You get out and you get stuck into those teams, you know. Really just take the game to the opposition. Don't be standing back. When they get the ball, just bust yourself to get that ball back off them. And when you have the ball, just bust yourself to support the man on the ball all the time. Be the aggressor. And I think I think if Cavan bring that to their game, we're actually going to stay in Division 1. It reminds me of the 2013 uh, match Cavan against Roscommon in, or against Monaghan in the league up in Breffley when we hammered them. Yeah. We beat the two teams that got promoted that year. Mead and Monaghan right. uh, but we didn't go up Roscommon beat us funny enough towards the end of that league but Cavan were really really super aggressive that night I remember Oshie Minor was playing turning the man in match performance at cornerback but since that game I think I'm right in saying we've played them four times to beat us by one point in the in this championship semi-final in 2013 to beat us by one point in the in the Ulster quarter-final in, in 2015 in Breffney Park they beat us, but we drew in the in the national league in 2017, and then they beat us by a goal in the championship. So there's been nothing in it. Mm, yeah. So I can't see what how we we can expect Monaghan if on Cavan's worst day, Monaghan shouldn't be coming down here and 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 beating us well. No, no, that's that, that's genuinely. I think I think Cavan bring that aggression to it. Oh, sorry, it's an away game, isn't it? It's a away game in yeah, Clonus. Yeah, yeah. Same, but I I, I still think I still think Cavan bring that aggression to it. On a Saturday afternoon on Paddy's weekend, I think that game is on mm. at two o'clock in Clonus. So, Cavan bring that aggression, get the aggression up. If 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 I seen that in the next couple of games, that that Cavan were bullying the opposition, I'd again say we're definitely making more progress here. Yeah, you know. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's the way it goes. Come here. We're going to just finish off Cavan ladies' big defeat at the weekend. Disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing that they were well, well beaten by, by Armagh up in Clanmore and Armagh. Obviously, Amy Mackin and her sister Blahine were just ran the show there. Like they're, I'm not familiar, familiar with the sister, but Amy Mackin is just a marvellous player. Freak. She's amazing. And, yeah. um, Caroline O'Hanlon was playing as well. Like She's absolutely household name almost in ladies football as well. Yeah. So, Cavan, I suppose, probably going through a little bit of transition. A good draw the week before against their own, but that was a real wake up call for them. So mm. it's probably they're probably kind of at a crossroads now. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. A couple of players starting to come back into to the panel through injuries clearing up and different things. So it, hopefully it is a, a an indicator they're just getting stronger. Two seventy in the three points and not scoring in the entire second half is not a good 
showing by the girls from what they're capable of doing. But they have Clare Saturday. Sorry, yeah, Saturday week. And they've had the upper hand on Clare in the last few years. And Clare have to come up from Clare for a two o'clock throw in somewhere around Cavan. So yeah, home advantage seems to be a huge thing in ladies football, even more so than in the men's. Yeah. yeah. So look, we wish the ladies the very best of luck. We'll have, um, we'll. We'll have a lot of uh, coverage of that game. I'll be at that game myself and getting some post-match reaction and hopefully catching up with Carol Kieran and, and James Daly after that game. So uh, The Cavan Horlers, after their opening round win against Leitrim, they're out this Sunday at 2 o'clock over in Sligo. So, um, you know, fingers crossed they can pick up another win there, Paul. Yeah, look, at they'll be buzzing. The break came nicely, I suppose, because get the win under your belt. I'd say they would have been saying... We, we, they knew the break was coming let's peak get one big performance then we regroup and we knuckle down again sometimes when when games start coming ticking fast it can go against you as well I think mm. I think Cavan Horders possibly will have learnt an awful lot from last year when they were when they were maybe had their eye in the championship a little too early I think this year we possibly might see something special happen with Cavan Horders yeah it'd be it'd be brilliant to see it because they're um, as I said that that first win was was a big big plus for them I'm just looking to see here I think so Sligo have played their two games they've two wins from two with uh, with defeats of who did they beat in that it's not just showing me but they've um, I think they must have beaten Fermanagh and Fermanagh and Leitrim actually they've beaten both Fermanagh and Leitrim so it's it's a, a good start for Sligo if Cavan could get two points against Sligo it put them in a great position for promotion absolutely yeah absolutely it would be brilliant it'd be a wonderful win wonderful win um, briefly before we finish very last things or last couple of things St Moog's got, uh, have qualified for an Ulster final they have yeah they, they bet De La Salle from uh, down great win for them and won, won it pretty well with a bit to spare the likes of Young McGoldrick played brilliant Kiwi McGovern scored 1-6 Nicodine McCairn and I seen there Luke Donahue. yeah you'd be familiar with a lot of these lads from Cavan under 16s I'd yeah. say good, good players great to see it fellas from Corla Templeport that general area Kevin McGovern as well county minor last year yeah, I think he might have been the captain right brilliant 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 footballer is that right? Yeah, three brilliance. <laughs> Jeez, he must be good. He is, he is. Great to see it. Who did he play, do you know? Or the when fi- is it? The final is, is in... Uh, sorry, that game was played in Keighley in Armagh. The final has to be played by the, by the 25th or 26th of February. Right. So it'll be it'll be coming up fairly, fairly sh- soon. I, I just can't remember off the top of my head who it is that they're playing. But uh, Sorry, I do know. It's it's um, Garmskull Kuala, they're called, from Glenfil in Donegal. Okay. So you're talking about a Tyrone venue probably or, or Enniskillen somewhere around Probably, that. yeah. Glen Finn is just outside Bally Buffet. Very good, very good. Well, look, we wish them the best of luck in that and, and congratulations on making us the final. It's always a, a, a great achievement. St. Pat's Dalton got on their way. Uh, they played the first game against um, St. McCartans. Massive score here. Blanket defences were all over. Finished 6-13 to 4-14. But that's a game you want to see, isn't it? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds <laughs> good. 10 goals. Any game with 10 goals is always worth watching. 10 goals and 27 points. Like You're at 37 scores in a game. Like a 60-minute game. Absolutely brilliant. Few few players. Young Mooney apparently playing very well. Killing care man. Um, uh, Damien Keeney's young lad at, at uh, in the forward line. Another fine footballer. And a Costello Gossen at um, from Crushalaw, apparently all very very good footballers. So 
Um, delighted, delighted to see that St. Pat's are on the way. And again, get on to us and we are calving. St. Pat's are tweeting us those results as they're coming in. So all other schools are just send us a tweet on, on or tag us into uh, a tweet with results. We'd love to share them out there on, on the podcast. So that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are calvin and subscribe to our weekly um, diehards podcast where you get all the in-depth analysis of calvin football scene yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in calvin there was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for calvin to get come back into the big time and then the cave and it's over the lap and calvin are not buried yet have them doing all they could to hold their lead for jerry mcdonald what a goal Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>